Hey, you're listening to Dungeon for Two, where we talk dungeon design, or at least that's where it starts. I'm Dalton, your Dungeon Doctor, or DMMD for short. I'll be your host, and joining me is a very special guest this week, my very own flesh and blood, my brother, Grayson. Hello. Hello, how's it going? It's going all right. Glad to have you on, finally. Yeah, it's it's been long enough. (laughs) If you're confused right now, looking at your screen, wondering why there's two of me, and how I cloned myself, you're not alone. We are commonly mistaken for the person, although I don't really see it. I don't know. What are you... Yeah, I'm not. I don't really see it either. Uh, I don't know. It's. Uh... I mean, maybe it's because we both do the beards, but you have glasses and you have the long hair now. So that's true. That should help definitely. You, when I when we think. had when you stole my hairstyle back when I had short hair and we were looking <laughs> yeah. the same, it was it was a bit too similar. But all right, sure. <laughs> and. Just for our viewers out there, you want to fill us in on your experience or uh, lack thereof when it comes to dungeoning? Yeah, sure. So I was not hugely into D&D. I didn't know pretty much anything about it. I had some friends who played it occasionally, Mm -hmm. but and then my brother here got into it pretty heavily about what? Year and a half ago? It's it's been a lot longer than that, actually. It's been like four years. (laughs) What? Yeah. Well, maybe it has. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And since he got into it, I kind of just by like osmosis got into it. It wasn't. He's had me play. We started off actually with a game called Numenera, which is, Mm -hmm. which is pretty similar to D and D. Um, but I kind of liked D and D a little bit more because it was a little bit more structured, which is more my suit cup of tea yeah um and then he's been running me and my family through the curse of strahd campaign so (laughs) i'm limited to about the last five months of one campaign so i'm pretty new at all of this well that's not gonna stop us because i would say that besides uh like literature and movies and all all that stuff as far as creative uh my where my creativity and all that stuff stems from I remember we we when we were younger we would play some pretty out there just make up stuff for playing games oh, yeah. and all the, all that sorts of stuff. So I think oh, all the time. <laughs> I think the brotherly creativity is going to be a going to be a. And let me see if I can get the. Sorry, that's loud for you. <laughs> oh, that's a little better. I'm confused. What's happening? I added the music bot. Hmm. Just want to get some music on. Finally figured out how to that why my music wasn't working. Turns out YouTube copyright claimed all of my music pod my music playlist I had, even oh, though it's no. DMCA free songs. So I think just the channel re-uploading them as like their content was what mm-hmm. was wrong, and I just had a playlist of like random songs I found that were DMCA free from all sorts of channels, and they all mm-hmm. got taken down. So. Instead, I'm just playing the official version by Scott McCloud. It's called. Are Majestic you just like Hills. editing this out or what? Hmm. No, this is just this is background information. The viewer ah. needs to know. Good to know. Okay. <laughs> so, to get started on a dungeon from scratch, first thing I tend to do. By the way, viewers out there and listeners, if you hear quacking or the occasional screech. I could not find a place for my bird during this recording, so she's going to be joining us. But to improv a dungeon to begin with, I want to just ask you, is there anything when it comes to fantasy settings that immediately 
draws you in more than something else. Like if you play a adventure type game like uh, mm-hmm. Witcher or Skyrim or if you or Zelda or if you're reading a fantasy novel and they go to a specific type of location is there anything mm-hmm. along those lines that always draws you in immediately? Um, I've always been a sucker for Greek mythology. Okay. Um, we can do a Greece style. Yeah, that's adventure. That's always been what pulled me in the most. Okay. So more uh, active involvement of gods who have like their own agendas and all that. Yeah, that okay. could be kind of cool. I like that. Okay, so going off of that then, do you want to do do you want the feel of this dungeon slash adventure to be more heroic? Do you want it to be what what sort of theme do you want it to go off of? Horror, we can do uh like sword and sorcery, like here you know, you're bursting into this dungeon and taking its treasure. We right. could do uh mystery where you have to solve some kind of uh like the some god has disappeared and you need to find out what happened to him. We could do a wartime campaign where it's like starts off just in the middle of a battle and we have to figure out what's happening and all all sorts of things. But do any of those spark your interest or do you? Um, uh, Maybe like a combination of the last two that you mentioned, like maybe how, Mm. you know, you're starting in, I don't know, maybe like the gods have started waging war on their... Mm -hmm. subjects (laughs) subjects <laughs> um so some kind of uprising and they're trying to put it down yeah okay. and maybe like you wake up and you or not you wake up that's stereotypical but like say hey, i don't know you as the players leaning into stereotypes gives you the 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 right push so yeah that's that'd be fine if we want to do you you wake up and on a battlefield or something what are you thinking mm-hmm. i was thinking maybe like you have heard tales that not all gods are malevolent Mm. you know because a lot of the gods especially towards that side of mythology are pretty mean yeah (laughs) so maybe you've you know you've heard one that you know likes mankind and Mm -hmm. doesn't want it (laughs) completely benevolent (laughs) yeah okay so oh we got a whole putting together a whole little mini cosmology for this dungeon i like it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's the it's very tolkien like we need to make an adventure like okay All right. let's, first let's invent a cosmology and then a language and then we can get to the dungeon <laughs> so this uh so when i picture this tell me if i'm on the right track for what you're envisioning but mm-hmm. i see um scarred land battlefield sort of like uh that really garbage movie uh from like late or early to 20 to early 2010s immortals was it what was it called the, the one where he had the bow with the bow yeah, yeah. immortals is that immortals yeah yeah oh, what a movie but i'm imagining oh. like the battlefield in that movie where it's like sort of very uh, like literally just a flat plane just like a big open plane with like a bunch of with like a big camp on one side and yeah some, something like that i don't know or maybe just a the uh aftermath of a battle so it's just like a big plane full of dead people that's kind of more what i was thinking okay so it started players... kind of after the battle's over oh so maybe they were almost killed in the battle and they yeah. started like and like wake up and yeah that could work okay 
So I'm almost killed in battle. And awaken after uh, after the whole like the bulk of the forces have have gone gone you know on their way. Yeah. Uh, so if we want to incorporate the gods into here in some way, or like players having to mm, solve some kind of godly mystery, mm -hmm. I picture something like they wake up, they look over, and they see this. Uh, this very Greco-Roman inspired Hermes type god like flitting around like sucking up people's souls mm -hmm. <laughs> and then he like goes over to them and he's like oh wait shit you're alive <laughs> yeah I could see that is it is it gonna be like are we making our own gods or can D&D &D cross over into oh I think we leave it pretty vague so that this adventure okay. can fit into more people's existing storylines like, sure most cosmologies have some kind of messenger or uh, okay. god that takes people from the land of the living to the dead. So I think we just yeah. leave it pretty vague, but okay. that could work. Or if you have if you have another idea for a starting point to get them involved, but I think right off the bat we could hook them in with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it'd be a, it'd kind of be an easy way to get the players going too, mm -hmm. so they don't have to wake up on a battlefield and have <laughs> like, you know do do? no clue where to go. <laughs> yeah trying to think of, of me especially as a newer player it's mm. easier when you're at least at the start there's like oh something's happening like immediately <laughs> yeah uh, okay so we have this battlefield so this this might be not the main location of our adventure we might yeah. have the main location be like the house of the gods or some some kind of mm -hmm. place where players interface with the main uh, mystery part of it mm -hmm. so we might have them uh, have this this god be like oh and be like don't kill me or something like that like <laughs> like he, he's still doing his job or uh, their job and mm -hmm. they see the players and maybe players assume like oh no <laughs> this is bad because yeah. they've heard that gods are malevolent. They all, yeah, all, mm -hmm. all humans need to go. They're, tr they're traitors. <laughs> um, so, there. Okay, so this god sort of reveals their true nature to players by mm -hmm. being nice to them. Um... I'll just detail this battlefield area, so... We want to have this be, like, very grungy, I imagine, to set up a nice contrast with wherever they get spirited yeah. off to. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I know, by the way, that you love the figure of, like, the boatman in mythology. Yes. yes. So, we could totally have the mystery take place, like... Uh, we, we could, we could th somehow have this take place, um have that that mythological figure figure in somehow like a because we have this this soul grabber deity right. that is transferring right. the dead people's souls to the afterlife so we could factor in maybe instead of taking them directly to like the home of the main gods because that would be a bit too much yeah <laughs> maybe that uh this this god since they're, if we're going for a Hermes type, where they're a messenger and mm -hmm. a fairy, farrier of the souls to the land of the dead, 
then maybe they see these mortals that still believe that gods can be good or decent and uh, give them a chance to sort of figure out what's happening mm. and prove their uh, worth to the other gods or something something like that. I don't know. It's yeah, pretty, or maybe it maybe <laughs> I mean nebulous, it could, but we could maybe have it be where like maybe the humans don't know why the gods turned on them. Mm. Like maybe just one day the gods just came down and just oh, started killing oh. like everybody. Okay. And so but you know you still have a god who wasn't in with that plan <laughs> and that can be the messenger mm. god so maybe he comes down and you know he sees yeah, that there's these okay. people who are still alive and mm. he he ferries them kind of kind of almost like a backdoor strategy like he ferries <laughs> them into the like yeah. instead yeah. of going right to the palace right maybe you go, go into the land the... of the dead and you mm. kind of work your way back okay so they get ferried yeah so whatever this this uh ferryman figure maybe transports them because commonly these figures in mythology have you know intricate knowledge of the passageway mm -hmm. between places so they might know right. the back entrance and they can sort of uh ferry them up to the back entrance of of this godly mm -hmm. mountain or whatever we're having if we want it super greek inspired we'll do a mountain but we could also do like a wooden palace or like a yeah like the a cavern of some kind i don't know but maybe more of like a like it's like a crystal palace oh okay like it's like it's like a castle like but it's Earthen made of palace yeah. yeah okay i like that so and maybe like the goal of the players is to like either sneak in or in some manner like make it to the time god and see if there's you know he keeps like all of the Oh, memories so, and mm -hmm. history and stuff so you can see why they might have turned on the on the people yeah we could have the bulk of the area um be like the bulk of our map for this area mm -hmm. could be um this this earthen this crystal palace or whatever mm -hmm. and players have to sneak past um i'm assuming the gods are away on you know war business yeah yeah. So they could sneak past different guardians to get mm -hmm. into these areas and uncover what happened and why these gods are angry at everyone. Yeah. And uh, we might eventually, may, well, probably not now because we're still figuring stuff out, but eventually we could craft whatever uh, big reveal this mystery has in store. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. That might come later. Who knows? Maybe even part two. But... The battlefield that they wake up on so what do we want um well we said we want to keep this this uh messenger type god pretty pretty vague but mm -hmm. um messenger slash farrier of the dead is collecting souls and notices pcs are alive <laughs> um and then offers to um not maybe maybe this this god sort of says like hey well before we do anything else i don't know why mm -hmm. i didn't detail this already but what is uh why are players going to want to do this uh to find out why the gods turned on humanity i mean that's a good <laughs> that's a good reason for sure but if we want, I, I like having these dungeons where you can also um, fit them into other campaigns you're running. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if people have a campaign where, obviously this would fit well into a campaign where gods are 
um, right, right. a present and not entirely benevolent force but there might be something at the end of this that players are hoping to to get out of it and even if even mm-hmm. if you know philosophical rewards are nice knowing that the gods are going to be kind to everyone again but at the same time you also want a little bit of that treasure so right i got you i just i would keep that in our minds and let it percolate physical rewards it's, uh, not necessarily physical we might have like a godly boon that they receive from this mm. messenger god that allows them to you know like uh, travel places super quick something like that it could be mm. anything but i think some kind of um reward for their efforts and we might have it where based on the level of success they achieve throughout their yeah, if they actually figure out the truth of this mystery mm-hmm. they might get a certain reward and if they guess wrong they might get another another thing that like seems like a reward but it's actually um not it's cursed or something <laughs> yeah yeah that could we could do we could work with that so but on the other end not only do what do players want to get out of this but why do they want to get into it because figuring out mysteries is a reward on its own but mm-hmm. it's also um it also is nice to have a strong enough plot hook where it's hard for players to you know wriggle off of it Sure. For hooking them into these this adventure so when the messenger god arrives at the players on the battlefield and mm-hmm. you know they have this awkward moment where they like start trying to suck out their soul and then they're like this is harder than normal and then it's like yeah. ah, you're alive so <laughs> does the messenger god say like um hey i can just take your soul pretend that you were already dead be on my way or like i can you can help me mm. out here yeah you know yeah get make it seem like he's the curious one yeah correct well would you from what you're saying though would you give the player that choice of him because what if the player is like yeah just pretend i'm dead let's go no no not pretend they're dead i'm saying actually like take their souls oh. like kill oh them. i got you i got you, I got you. <laughs> he's like either i kill you and just pretend that i found you already dead or you help me so it's yeah it's a little more forceful yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. So you're saying D&D, D&D players need a little a little push. Sometimes it's a bit like herding cats, but it can be some sometimes the herding I find is as rewarding as as the the destination. Mm-hmm. The journey because well, and and it's bad to think of it in that light, I think. I think that's a common misconception, not misconception. Um mistake really that DMs make is trying to force a story down people's throat you know yeah saying yeah. like hey look how cool my narrative is eat it <laughs> and it's not it's not the dm's narrative it's the players yeah and the reason i mean to an extent it is also the dm also should be part of it right um but at the same time when you're designing a one-shot slash uh self-contained adventure you kind of got to give them a little push to make sure that they are going in the right direction or else yeah sure you, you know I, I i would just say i would just it would be a one paragraph adventure that just says i don't know improv right so right that doesn't sound very fun so while i'm detailing this uh the rest of this whole battlefield scenario mm-hmm. and uh getting to the ferryman and where he takes them and all that um i wanted to ask like in your Experience, what what would you say is a good um, source of of like inspiration when you are because when you are role playing in our Curse of Strahd game, mm-hmm. 
you do you you pretty you put on that character mantle pretty well and you you manage to really like step into the the character and it's pretty like instant as well so i was wondering what your source of inspiration for that is um, and just for our listeners and watchers out there if you want to describe the character you're playing in the camera yeah, real quick yeah I think are we level 9 now I think yes but yeah I'm a level 9 uh, bard I'm a half elf Um, I just kind of I chose half elf because it seemed sort of you know a little a little safer for me since I was new but also had some kind of cool quirks mm-hmm. and the bard I mean, in real life, I play the violin similar. I don't know if the viewers know about you that you play. I'm sure they do, but... Uh, I think it's come up in the past, but yeah. Yeah, but, you know, so we we both play violin, so I was like, oh, music could be nice. And I know uh, whenever there's a fantasy setting, any type of, like, whimsical, like, music-playing character is always (laughs) up my alley. Yeah. As far as like inspiration, I don't know if I can really call it inspiration because he doesn't really act this way in the book, but Quoth from Name of the Wind. Mm, okay. That's just, I mean, that's my favorite book series ever. Mm-hmm. If you guys haven't, don't know what I'm talking about. The book series is called The King Killer Chronicle by Patrick Rothfuss. It's amazing. It it's is. so good. Yeah. Um, it is. It's fantastic. There are two books. The third one has not come out yet, sadly. <laughs> for like but, a decade. <laughs> yeah, for like 12 years. But um, the character in that, you know, kind of goes from... He was in a... Kind of like a gypsy, like traveling musical, like kind of wandering group. A vagrant, kind of. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he has to learn pretty early on in his life and through all of this journey he grows and learns all these cool spells and you know powers and goes through all these relationships and stuff but while he's doing this he's still like he's still a musician Mm -hmm. and i know at least in the second book a really key part of that is he gets membership to um a kind of like a musical club it's almost like an underground music club (laughs) um it's a good way to so i don't know i just kind of i always liked that sort of like yeah you can be the confident guy in the group or whatever but he he had music through it all so i tried to with my character kind of even if i was casting spells or whatever in D &D, I try and like do it all with my my trusty loot (laughs) (laughs) yeah i like uh, yeah i think the when we started doing the campaign i just knew you would gravitate toward (sighs) bard yeah i was like he loves those too much there's no way he doesn't do yeah. a bard type character and lo and behold <laughs> well also I, I like the ability to use like some magic yeah but i've, I've also never loved the whole like glass cannon route <laughs> yeah, you, in games that i play even your so. bard now is super tanky yeah yeah he's a tank i got tough now so he's just a beast <laughs> you got the bard that could eat a punch like it's yeah i've got like i've got like 15 more health than our dragonborn (laughs) it's absurd yeah (laughs) yeah so that yeah i think the don't you have like uh the talent pipes from the yeah that that uh in that story the aeolian is it called aeolian uh something like that Yeah. yeah uh it's yeah the music club has in order, if you play well enough and you get invited to be a regular on the stage, you earn your your talent pipes. 
which is like little like pan flute pipes <laughs> um and they made a someone on etsy i think or somewhere like that made a pin of those and i think my mom got it for me back when i was like in all-state orchestra in high school i think yeah that's right but yeah i have my own little set of them now it's pretty cool <laughs> yeah those are so sick drawing a river there i'm drawing a river it looks like a, a blue snake right now but i promise it's a river <laughs> I was kind of thinking, speaking of snakes, um, <laughs> okay. kind of, so traditionally messenger gods, right, are like a Hermes type figure where, you know, they're fast, they're like, oh, like, like stumbling and very like, <laughs> did he go all silent film there for a sec? Yeah, he went like porky pig. But it's always like, you know fast guy or like yeah you know it's not i i feel like maybe we could differentiate it and have him a little bit more general by maybe you know since he's like a soul like taker mm -hmm. i kind of think like you know for the most part where do you find souls it's on people who have died and yeah. in this time period right it would be a lot of battles and wars and whatnot mm -hmm. so maybe we kind of design him more like a like what is the the type of birds that like feed on dead prey like carrion oh, like a vulture like a vulture or like a you know like a raven or crow or mm, okay kind of birds that like swoop in after a battle's over to get what they need yeah i think a crow would be pretty yeah. interesting for that it's very because like you know that's that's typically the design for like a hera type god where they like burst into a bajillion birds uh -huh. but it'd be cool to have i'm thinking more of like you know how in like Harry Potter, for example, right? The Death Eaters. Yeah. When they fly around in the later movies and they like come out of their like, they're like, whoosh, and it's like all misty when yeah, they land. Yeah. Something like that kind of. Okay. So like a, like a, like a like morning. Not a bunch of almost? birds, just like one, one big, like badass bird. Okay. <laughs> kind of more like a, like a, uh, the doctors, plague doctor sort of looking. Okay. Interesting. So. It's like a, it's, he looks like a huge crow or something and, yeah. then, or this, this God, he or she looks like a huge crow. And then when they, um, transform to their more humanoid form, they still have that like, mm -hmm. that, like beak face mask. Mm -hmm. Something okay. like that. Or maybe it's a helmet, you know, but yeah, something, something like that. I feel like the, the trope of like, oh, messenger God, that's, that's like, you know, oh, he's, he's, he's very quick with his words and he's shy and he's really nice. Like, I'd rather have, like, maybe instead of that, he's like the, like, he is an evil, like, he comes and takes souls from people, but he's also, like, smart. Yeah, okay. So like, And he doesn't, uh, he doesn't like not knowing what happened. Mm. Oh, so he's okay. not like, he's not like super benevolent. He's, he's just like, I need you to find this out for me. <laughs> he's not like, I need to, he's not like, uh, someone needs to set this right. He's like, I need to know what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. And maybe then players could have the additional objective of undermining him by if they figure out mm -hmm. what happened, just fix it instead of telling him. Yeah, that could be. If he if he just wants to know what happened and he's just like, get in there, figure out what happened, report back to me. And then when yeah. they get in there, they might figure out that, oh no, there could be some intrigue there. We'll get to it when we get to it. But I like that. So he's more like, um, what's the word? he's like deliberate. Um, yeah. He's... 
I'm just imagining this as a he, but again. Yeah, like methodical. Methodical. Like uh, intelligent. Knowledge seeking. Yeah. And More like uh, freaking Wan Shi Tong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. From Avatar almost. Wan Shi Tong. Don't know how to spell that. But I don't either. Yeah. Something like that. All right. Yeah, okay. Wan Shi Tong. <laughs> so we got the Wan Shi Tong type. Uh, soul taker and yeah. a messenger and you know, they encounter players they're like hey help me out or i'm gonna suck your soul out I'm like mm -hmm. okay and so this one chitong type uh maybe transforms into their bird form grabs players and flies them off to the ferryman yeah okay so grabs players and flies them to a nearby river where a boat awaits. And think so if we're gonna have more of like a crystalline temple, more like earthy, should it are we gonna go with a traditional river or should we do some kinda Ooh, Oh, oh we different... could do uh, we could do something else, yeah. Well maybe as the river travels it, it turns from a typical river into like a some something else. Hmm. Like maybe even, oh, I'm thinking, you know, in Monster Hunter where they have the sand like waterfalls, like the mm. rivers of sand. I'm thinking, yes, like the river. Ooh. It's like a sand river. And then we could kind of maybe design the palace similar to like a like a Prince of Persia sand yeah, time palace. Yeah, it's got like a bunch of sand flowing through it. Yeah, so. that could be sweet. Okay, I like. See, this is the this is the improv I was telling you about. It just yeah. Oh, rolls. you. I'll see what what the viewers are uh, will learn is that that we do this like every other day. <laughs> this isn't like a like we'll just bullshit and and mm -hmm. think of stuff like this just oh, off the top of our sick, heads, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like you know we'll be playing a game and we'll be like, oh, wouldn't it be awesome if instead of how it is, it was this way? Mm -hmm. Like, dude, what if in like what if in this map they had this? And we're like, oh, yeah. yeah sick that is that is true we do that a lot we'll so be outside the ferryman, playing ping pong just spitballing mm -hmm. ideas yeah the so this ferryman character i'll let you mm -hmm. design this ferryman because i know you love these kind of characters in mythology okay so what do you want this what do you want this thing to look like slash person i'm trying to i would i want to try and picture the river that he's on first okay because think if we have like a crow god right and we have a bunch of malevolent gods and they live in like this ornate like kind of like earthy like crystal like mm. sand palace oh you know okay before you say anything i need to get this out of my head right now mm -hmm. i'm thinking even that these this whole group of uh creatures mm -hmm. that is doing this they're like doing the players this. you mean no, no no the gods oh yeah uh and the only one that is actually a god is the messenger and the rest of them are being imitated by genies. Mm. Because I have, because they, I hold your, th I know what you're thinking. You're, you're thinking Blue Will Smith, but <laughs> in D&D, the genies are um, very conniving. They're very uh -huh. um, manipulative. They like to mess with mortals and they take their souls as payment for services rendered. Mm. And especially the earthen genies are like the cruelest of them all they're the slave drivers they're the they will never let go of a grudge so hmm. we might be able to I, it's just a thought we don't have to roll with this but when you sit when you're describing this like earthen palace 
yeah. with the ferryman who like travels on a river of sand, I go straight to the earth genies, which are called Dao. And they're okay. like, they're like super, all they care about is uh, status and accumulating like souls of mortals and wealth and slaves so you and this sort of stuff. But again, you said just out they can control like the gods? Genies Would they have are that power? Super, some genies are powerful enough to cast wishes, which basically bends reality to whatever they mm. want. So they're godlike in their power. Yeah. Godlike. So that yeah. So they could and they can like disguise themselves as all sorts of different stuff. So mm. that could they could work. I don't we don't have to go with that, but no, I I actually like that because that could maybe describe why it seems so sudden that the gods just attacked that's what i'm thinking because it's that, not actually the gods yeah correct that's what i'm thinking is like these genies just sweep in in like a they like you know there's a uh from the elemental earth plane or mm -hmm. whatever wherever these genies come from they just like pop up and they're like hmm you know where they're trying to stake their claim in this realm and they see these mortals that foolishly worship all of these distant gods that never they're, they're like look at these idiots you know they're yeah <laughs> praying yeah, yeah, yeah. all of these gods who uh and they they think they're so powerful let's show them how powerful they are and then they just like sweep in or something like that yeah that could totally work okay and then like they they think right that they don't need to explain anything to the to the soul god because mm -hmm. you know they just Oh, the gods attacked, everyone's dead, bring us the souls, but he's the one who actually wants to investigate it. Yep. Yep, maybe... Yeah, yeah. that could work. Yeah, maybe they they sweep in and stuff, and the, um... Like, this, this soul... It's a little complicated now. It's getting a little convoluted. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 you're not what you've added. I'm saying just the whole scenario, I overcomplicated it. We had something going, and now I feel like it's a little... A little... Crump... Like... Eh, it's It's a lot. But at the same time... Too much time, backstory? Well, it's cool, though. And I think it, is it, cool. it allows it to work more into other campaigns because yeah. every campaign has their own gods and whatever. But also, so, you know, not not these gods wouldn't necessarily just, like, flip a switch right. and turn on people in this campaign. Yeah. But maybe yeah. in this one area of the world, people, there's reports that the gods, literally the gods, are coming down from the sky and, like, murdering mm. armies and people are like, what is happening? <laughs> and it's, you know, players have to investigate or uh, are part of an army that gets defeated by this mm -hmm. force or whatever. I think it would fit better into more campaigns. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so the gods suddenly, uh, like, turned 180 <laughs> and started getting uh, super involved immortal affairs yeah and that way also we don't have to like i feel like this whole adventure to make it feel more any mystery adventure i like having at lower levels because mm -hmm. if you have too many magic options where you can just have divination just be like right. hey dm what's going on Right. Like, that kind of kills the whole vibe of a mystery adventure. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. think we set this at a lower level, and to make that even somewhat viable, we need to have, you know, godly servants that are, you know, uh, able to be encountered and survived by a low level party. Which, right. If we right. had these be actual gods and they were fighting like solars or deities yeah. and stuff, like they'd just die. So yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't work too good. 
but if we have it be genies and they have elementals and azars and stuff as their servants that could work a lot better okay i'll trust you on that okay yeah i i don't expect you to know the whole the, the, yeah. all the creatures and whatever but clearly i have no life <laughs> and i have all of that shit memorized uh, so okay but this ferryman okay now mm -hmm. that i've spewed that for way yeah, too yeah, long yeah. getting back to your your ferry so where did the genies come from were they here did they um so typically in D, &D like lore i guess um mm -hmm. genies hail from the plane of elemental earth or at least earth genies do so they literally come from just endless mountains and like mm. caverns and stuff so it's pretty much just like what they built on the material world except back from like their land so so they're just kind of living in these mountains yeah they just they they can travel through rock like it's air like they just walk mm. through rock so they okay. don't they don't like build doors and stuff in their houses it's just some walls <laughs> so um and maybe we don't even really have to like describe the actual gods we can leave that completely up to interpretation yeah, exactly yeah like the only actual god we describe are the ferryman and the and the uh the soul sucker dude mm-hmm Yep, and I think because the ferryman and the soul, uh, like, transferer, soul, you know, uh, bearer, whatever we want to call that god type, mm -hmm. those figures in a lot of mythology are so closely tied because, you know, the per the one of them get gathers the souls from mortals right. and then hands them over to the ferryman who ushers them across the, you know, across the other side. Mm -hmm. So I think it would make sense if they, if these two gods sort of are the most active on the material world yeah and are yeah. actually encounterable <laughs> mm -hmm. so yeah so this ferryman what do you do you need more context or do you mm -hmm. have some sort of design or do you want some do you want me to inspirationally barf no I'm, ideas i'm trying to think would it be cool or would it be stereotypical to have the the soul god and the ferryman be like you know, God, like husband and wife, kind of. Oh, we could do that. Yeah, yeah. Have them in some sort of relation. We could have them yeah. be like brothers or siblings or cousins. Oh yeah, brothers. Brothers could be cool. Sister cousins or <laughs> whatever we want. Um, I don't know. I was kind of thinking like you know, traditionally in boatmen, you see like very overly large, overly like. I don't like skeletal like metal yeah. like they're supposed to be scary right yeah I'm thinking you know this the Karen from uh Hades right. the game or from Blood of Zeus that Blood Netflix of Zeus. show where it's like this, yeah it's half boat half like <laughs> ogre yeah yeah or is that I like mean maybe ogres but anyways nice thank you um I don't know maybe we right normally you have the the boatman is the scary one that ferries the souls right and then the messenger god is typically the nice one yeah but if we kind of flip that okay. we have our we, we have, have our kind of creepy nice ferryman <laughs> no no not necess not necessarily nice but like looks like, inviting yeah okay more more like uh yeah okay i like that more inviting so you have this like because people you don't ever see the the guy that takes the souls you know you're already dead mm -hmm. So when you arrive, how scary that thing is. Right, the exactly. Should be a little more inviting to yeah. push you along to the afterlife. So maybe it's more of like a. Oh, what if we? 
Okay, so if we're doing like earth themed, right? Yeah. And there's genies and whatnot. Maybe we have it be more of like a like covered up kind of like goddess figure. Mm. Oh, like, okay. Like wrapped, like veiled like, and everything. Yeah, like veiled kind of, or it has like where you can only see, you know, their eyes maybe. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so they're they're like um like sort of desert nomad style looking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, maybe that's oh, maybe that's their cover so that they don't reveal to the genies who have clearly like taken or these genies who have invaded um mm -hmm. so that they don't realize that this is not in fact one of them and it's one of the actual cods they might be in like disguise and all these wraps or something i don't know but i like the visual of like the uh like super almost like uh I, I think I, you you won't get the reference, but maybe some watchers will like the the uh, bandaged lepers from um, from uh, Iron Town in ah, shit. What's the name? Uh, Princess Mononoke. That's what I like. These mm. these people are just entirely wrapped in like cloth and um, linens and stuff. But so, do you want this figure to be like graceful? Do you want um. them to be more? A mysterious what do you want to be the initial impression what hits i would you? say probably mysterious okay uh more of like a you know say you're a soul who's been brought here after death it's more of like you know they're wrapped so you can only maybe see her or mm -hmm. there we don't even need to specify right yeah you know you could only see the figures eyes and you know like her a little bit of the forehead and the nose or mm -hmm. you know like tradition kind of more traditional like yeah, and you, know, you just get like Eastern. Oh, so like more of, of a more of a like a Arabian style. Yeah, yes. Wrappings and all that stuff. Okay, more Ottoman esque. Yeah, <laughs> yeah kind of. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we could just specify that their eyes are like very comforting, and mm -hmm. have like a, a nice. They have like a calming demeanor that puts yeah puts because players probably freaking out a bit right now because they just got right yeah by yeah exactly. Bird. So when they exactly. get dropped on a weird boat with this weird wrapped up figure, they're gonna right. be like, eh. and then well, it's I want it to like, be oh, like, because okay. if you're the players, right, and you have this kind of cocky, like intelligent, like almost like mean god who comes and takes souls, and he yeah. wants you to find out like what happened, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna drop you off here, and he just goes away, and then you're dropped off with this person. This is the god that needs to be kind of more drawing in for the players, I guess. Yeah, more engaging. Yeah. They want. And maybe we could have it where, you know, later in the story, you know, after you've found something out, you know, you go back to the boat and, you know, um, the the fairy god gets uh, maybe, I don't know, the genies have found out what's happening or something. Mm. And so they try to cut us off at the boat and then that god could kind of like and like oh okay take turn and like transform into like this freaking badass warrior god yeah oh i'm i'm thinking like a, a scene where as they enter the edge of this kingdom there's like minimal guards at the back door basically mm -hmm. there's like two genies who are just chilling near or two dao and they're just uh -huh. chilling nearby and they're like oh we could take any mortals that try to come through here and then they see this like figure on an old boat and some passengers and they're like what are you doing turn around mm. and then the ferryman's like whoosh, and like you know, or they say like get down and like close your eyes. And yeah. The players just hear like just horrible noises, 
And yeah. then they look up and the dower just like, oh, just gone. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd be down for that because that kind of keeps the mystery too. Mm-hmm. So as they arrive at the back door to this earthen domain, uh, there are a measly two Dao standing guard. I need to I need to have a tab open so I can look up these creatures that you're. Yeah, just just check out Dao. They're like they're a very interesting design for a genie. It reminds me of the thing from uh <laughs> from uh, what's it Fantastic Five mixed with uh like a hedgehog almost. Super <laughs> super interesting design. D&D &D 5e. It's oh, just, wow. Okay. Yeah. So they're they're like these big, rocky, um, yeah. very smooth, very sort of still graceful, but very strong-looking earth elementals, you know? Okay. It's got a big hammer. <laughs> <laughs> so this Farian god um, tells players to get down and close their eyes, then un leashes their wrath yeah and if players look up what do we want to have happen to them <laughs> maybe they're blinded temporarily yeah i was gonna say maybe instead of her just completely obliterating the dow maybe they're turned into like these beautiful like crystalline like sculptures or something mm. like that oh okay so they're like petrified yeah Oh, that could be that could be cool. We could have this god be like a reverse Medusa, where everything mm. except their eyes like petrifies people. That's oh, cool. that could be cool. That's kind of stupid, but I like it. <laughs> that's kind of cool though. Not stone though, because there are they're all stone. It needs to be like no. I think like turning them into um what yeah we want to have this god like turn them into like if we really want to do like a a fairy fairyman god type figure mm -hmm. we could have uh this god turn things into like water and then they could use that to propel their boat <laughs> <laughs> that'd be something that's pretty dumb uh maybe just turn them like just i don't know because mm. turning things to blank the only thing that ever comes to mind is stone i mean there's not a whole lot of other yeah. things that are like scary to be turned into yeah, we that's could fine. have some kind of specific kind of stone, like you said. We could have it turn it into like crystals, or yeah, I think like a crystal stone okay. would be cool. Crystallizing, yeah, the Dow. Okay, and if players look up during this, I'll have them make like a DC, um, like I'll have a pretty pretty high difficulty class mm -hmm. uh, wisdom save to not start crystallizing. Yeah. And they're not they're not at any real danger because the uh, god after they wrap themselves back up looks over and notices that one of them peeked and is like yeah. you idiot and then runs yeah. over and like fixes them. Yeah, they can fix them. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe we maybe we have it be where like if she since she is like a farrier of souls, right? She also has some kind of soul ability. So like if they're crystallized, maybe you know have you ever seen like an ice sculpture in like fantasy or like some kind of like somewhat translucent sculpture but then they have like a thing like coursing through it kind of oh okay so maybe we have their soul like trapped in the mm, okay crystals or something like that i don't yeah. know it's just crystallizes super, super their form, at this but... point but <laughs> that's cool flavor though i like it so the form is crystallized but not the soul 
Nice. Alright, and then uh, after entering the... I'm just... I, I've been calling it the Earthen Domain. Do you have a different yeah. name for this place? No, that's fine. Okay. I mean, maybe for... Okay, I mean... Maybe if it's like a, you know... The... Like the I don't want to say like Citadel Palace of the Gods, something. but like... Like the... The Sandy Castle. Yeah, right. Like the... <laughs> I don't know, maybe like the Palace of the... Uh... Citadel of the Sands? Mm, there you go, that's cool. Alright. So, I'm thinking, like, when they're... Because they're going in... They're going in through the back door, eh? And uh -huh. when they arrive here, they're gonna arrive at, what, like, a loading dock or some kind of, like, unimportant area, I imagine. Like a cargo bay or something along the back of this place. Yeah, I mean, so who are we, first off, who are we saying lives in this temple, right? Because this is, like, the god's temple. I would say, well... So, yeah, you're the one who knows, like, the servants that they have. <laughs> well, if we're having this be the stronghold of the Tao who are pretending that they're gods, mm. I would say that that would be um, probably more believable than that the Tao just took over the gods actual temple because i feel okay. like the gods would take issue with that <laughs> i don't know <laughs> so this is less of like where the gods live and maybe it's just like a an old palace from ancient days yeah it might but, just be... but why would the souls be going here you know oh true yeah hmm well maybe this is where like the maybe this this doesn't have to be this ferryman deity that we detailed, uh, I imagine they just know like how to get anywhere on the like mm. in the world. So this mm. doesn't have to be necessarily where souls would normally go when they die, but this fairy fairy person <laughs> can carry players um, to because they're they've been tasked with investigating this place. They might mm -hmm. just know like the one entrance to it that no one else knows about and be able to get them in there. Well, if we're having the soul god mm -hmm. ask the players to find out what's happened, though, why would they know that oh, this true. temple is has Dao there? You know. Well, maybe maybe then that this this is a old temple of the gods that yeah. was abandoned and now has been taken over and repurposed by the Dao yeah. to sort of uh, make it seem a little more legit. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe this is like a. Um, this is maybe like this is like the this is the the first place that the players can like this is where the the soul god tells them to go because this is the only temple that you know isn't like actively being watched or whatever oh okay yeah okay so this is uh out sort of out of the way <laughs> yeah okay that yeah that works we have because i still want there there should be a reason why like, the truth behind this whole charade is, like, can be found out by going here, you know? Yeah, yeah. So maybe... Oh, we also have to have a reason why the gods just haven't, like... Or why the messenger god hasn't just, like, gone in here and done it uh, right. themselves. Right. So maybe the... Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe they they don't... They actually don't know. Like, mm. she's... Like, the, the messenger, the fairy god thinks that they're taking us to you know, a place 
Yeah. You know, just the temple of the gods, and they pull up, and there's these Dao guards, and they're like, what the? Yeah. Oh, okay. To be like, the gods have been going crazy lately. I want to figure out what's up. And then they get to yeah. the temple, and they're like, what? Why are Dao here? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is an old... This is an old temple of like uh, of the gods, and yeah, has they they cleared out shop a while back, and the Dao are now just like using it. Or maybe we <laughs> or can maybe say the Dao it's... took over, and they they you can see like, uh, like this temple was left behind by the gods and was guarded by some of their creatures or whatnot. Yeah, and the Dao swept. That's in more what and I was thinking. Them and took it over. And well, I was thinking are... like we have the gods are going to be out waging war right so or the maybe this was initially like a stronghold of the gods sorry i was saying the gods themselves i thought we said they're they don't have they don't know what's happening because the Tao have been imitating them oh so you just they're imitating them they're not controlling them yeah that's what i was thinking oh i got you <laughs> i was thinking because yeah the Tao if the Tao the Tao aren't powerful enough to like control gods in my okay okay eyes. So I, I would feel more like the gods are um, just now starting to get interested in why some of the mortals are saying that, like, mm. they're killing them and, like, okay. blaspheming them and saying, like, damn you, gods. Okay, that, yeah, then that can kind of get their attention and be like, wait, what? What's happening? Yeah, so they send down this messenger god to check out what's up. They send, like, the messenger and the ferryman to go find out what's happening. And... uh yeah, I feel like that could work then. Right? Yeah. I don't know, is that what you want? I don't... You yeah. You can also yeah, have that's... it where the gods have been sort of, uh... There's, they've been, like, bamboozled, and some <laughs> Dao have, like, slipped into their ranks and are pretending... No, 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 no. I, I think the, the whole imitation strategy is fine. I'm just trying to make sure it's a, like... I'm making sure we're not overcomplicating the storyline. No, I don't think I actually think that makes it less complicated because it ex yeah. it explains why if we have it be that the uh Dao are just imitating the gods and setting mm -hmm. that's a very Dao thing to do is to say yeah. like we are your gods like bow before us and then the mortals mm -hmm. are like what do you mean you're supposed to be nice the Dao are like you are our slaves and they're mm -hmm. like no and so they rise up against them and they wage war that could that is more easily explainable to me than um, the people being like, you know, a few gods and just randomly, or the gods just randomly themselves yeah. turning on their people. I don't feel like that would make a whole lot of sense. Um, so that still doesn't explain then why the messenger and ferryman uh, god have not just gone into done it themselves place and done it themselves so we might want to yeah. set like an enchantment at the at the border of this place yeah sure where the gods... say like this is a this is a temple that the gods used to you know oh, visit maybe... frequently for answers you know maybe this is the temple of the time god or something oh, like that so they want to ask they want to ask like maybe not a god figure but like a pre-god like fate type of deal where they mm. can see everything yeah like a sort of uh you know the chthonic deity yeah. type of deal in greece so i like that yeah like this is a, yeah, this is a an older idea. temple than the gods but mm -hmm. this is like a ancient so that could explain why it's buried beneath a mountain and has like the sand running through it because it's yeah. a time like the sands of time wow wow <laughs> look at that and it matches with the Tao. look man 
sometimes if you say enough bullshit it all just <laughs> it all just falls into place doesn't it, it falls into place <laughs> okay i gotta write this down though okay while i'm writing all that stuff down because that's a lot um let me ask you a question i try to ask every podcast guest i didn't mm-hmm. ask the last guest pissed me off but what is your favorite or what would you say was the most influential childhood cartoon on your life and your sort of uh way that you digest and uh, are entertained today what would you say influenced you hmm. the most um i mean if we're going for pure entertainment factor mm-hmm. probably spongebob because i mean it's spongebob and it's <laughs> yeah, awesome true um i'd say it has the most and, staying power of any yeah and i'd say it, my personality is a lot of like dry humor and dad <laughs> jokes which kind of come from patrick and squidward uh, oh yeah Okay. Um, but as far as the cartoon that probably had the most impact on me, uh, I want to say Avatar, but honestly, I don't know if that had a lot of impact on me when I was young. I just, I watched it a lot more when I got a little older. But no, I mean, I used to look forward to coming home and watching yeah. those episodes as don't they aired. Don't you remember so. watching The Great Divide 800,000 yeah. times after school? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, come on, that's a classic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Avatar is my favorite show of all time, and I watched that when I was in, like, I started watching it when I was in, I think, fourth grade, fifth mm-hmm. grade. So, yeah, it had, a, I mean, it's it's such a great package because it's it's a bunch of morals and themes and character growth you know kind of hidden in this like kids show mm-hmm. quote unquote because it's definitely not a kids show <laughs> by the end <laughs> but it's definitely it can not. be it, it yeah. grew up with its audience so i think if you right. watch it as like a late shot that's a weird term uh, a late, late child stage child like early <laughs> adolescent and then you yeah. watch it sort of over the course of a year or two as you grow it's like oh it's so nice yeah it is yeah, there's a there's a lot of influence on on what I think is good storytelling from that show as well. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the sheer like originality. I I mean I I don't know because I, I haven't looked at Avatar's influences and stuff. Clearly, there's a lot of influences with martial arts well, and all yeah. that stuff. But right. I think the originality when it comes to the system of magic mm-hmm. in that show, like the uh, the whole bending thing. Oh, it's so cool. It's so amazing. Cool. It's so cool, in fact, that D&D stole it for a monk subclass. Wow. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's called Way of the Four Elements. It's straight <laughs> up. You're just an avatar. Like, you, you just bend elements. It's great. Oh, nice. <laughs> I was going to... I was wondering, actually, is there... Like, would a D&D character be able to be as powerful as, like, an avatar? Oh, yeah. By the yeah. end. By the end, level 20 characters can, like, kill gods. Like, it's not... <laughs> it's no joke, dude. <laughs> That's part of the thing that a lot of people don't like about 5th edition, is that once mm. you get that high, it feels, un- like, just stupid. Because you can mm. walk into, like, a god's domain, and they can be like, you know, my you know this is my sword of light it slays it slayed a thousand demons and then they hit you and it does like you know 86 radiant damage that's it that's a mere fifth of my health and then you like stab them with the you know (sighs) destructo sword of ultimate darkness it's very it becomes very anime by the end yeah 
Yeah, uh, yeah, true. More it's like the, a One Punch Man. It's the epitome of the meme where it's like, you know, level 1, kill some rats, level 20, kill the moon. Yeah. <laughs> so, that really... Yeah. Uh, we actually, are previous editions of D&D not like that as much? Third edition is worse, but the other ones mm. are a little more grounded, I'd say. Fifth edition is like the second worst, as far as what I know from what I've uh, heard and watched. Third edition, they just got sick of getting beat up, so they just let players well, be yeah, untouchable. Th third edition, they were like, hey, if you can cast spells, go crazy. Because <laughs> now the highest level spells are ninth level. Mm -hmm. um, that is a balanced decision not a lore decision because in third edition mm. spells went all the way up to 12th level mm. and some spells you could just pick up mountains and hit things with them you could like it was stupid you could just like so you could just instantly transport things to like the negative energy plane and just erase them from existence it was absurd mm. so yeah but yeah now it's it's the now the most powerful thing you can do is, you know, altering the fabric of reality with a wish. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm thinking then that the reason the gods can't get in here um, is because this is a temple of that. Like, the Tao were kind of wily, and they knew that if they set up shop in a temple of these pre-god, like... Mm -hmm. Uh, what do we want to call this this time figure? Um, maybe like the. Uh, let me think. I'm trying to look for like inspiration <laughs> from like Prince of Persia. <laughs> mm. Oh yeah, huh? Oh, the Dower sort of like the what? Uh, what your brother turns into in yeah in yeah totally Forgotten sands. Yep. Um, maybe it cut. could just be like the, the, you know, like a, the Sultan of Time or something. I don't know if we're mixing too many <laughs> mythologies here. The Sultan of Time, I like it. That reminds me of Sultans of Swing. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe, like, you know, the gods sent the messenger and the soul, or the messenger and the fairy god to, like, see what the heck is going on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they saw, you know, they were sent by the real gods. Yeah. And, but, well, that that's another thing, like, do the messenger god and fairy god, have they seen any of this? Because I feel like if they saw I feel like they these imitation gods. They, I feel yeah. like they just get here when players, yeah. like... They find with like this is the messenger's first time like getting back to the mortal plane in a while. And they're okay. like, what happened? There's all these dead people, and they just start like sucking up souls because they're like, shit, 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 I'm late. Uh. And then because we have that, to, yeah, we, we have, have to, to kind of like why they wouldn't have already known what's happening, or why they wouldn't have just reported back and been like, yeah, someone's pretending to be you. You should probably go end that. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like at first they're just like, hey, mortals, like, uh. Like, you, you've seen me, you shouldn't have seen this. Like, come along mm -hmm. for the ride real quick. Um, we know, I think we know, like, they would know in general. They have a hunch that it's stemming from this old mountain that mm -hmm. is, like, cursed. And then they get to the back door of the mountain and they see the Tao and they're like, something's not right. Yeah. And then they get in there and the gods try to, like, step off the boat. 
and a company players and they're like Bonk, and get like launched backwards they're like mm. what the hell and then they realize oh shit this is the this is the freaking citadel of the sands this is we we can't go in here yeah and then reluctantly the messenger then would be like uh, i guess i have to we trust need you to you. do this yeah 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 do this for us and we'll make it worth your while mortals okay that would work that'd be cool because then you could have a like a two-person two-god assault on the the dao guards mm-hmm. oh okay so both the the other messenger god comes with them at least to the front door of this temple maybe mm -hmm. yeah so they accompany players on the boat i like that mm-hmm so yeah, the fairy the ferryman god is like get down and the messengers one's just like yeah you should you should really close your eyes yeah <laughs> okay and then they're like oh we can't go in what the hell uh and then so reluctantly um the messenger tells players it's up to them to figure out what's going on mm-hmm <laughs> All right, and then I think the last thing we should detail for this podcast, this is a pretty good stopping point, but I want to get like a little hook into what we're going to explore mm -hmm. in this actual temple. So, because we went through a whole roller coaster ride of a cosmology like shift trying to figure yeah. out what's But I think what we've arrived on here is pretty sweet, actually. So. Yeah, I do too. Is there going to be too much to detail in the next episode, though? Because I still like, I feel like we have like the whole dungeon. It might left. run a little long, but um, yeah, I mean. These sort of mystery-style dungeons don't necessarily have to be the most complex when it comes to the maps and everything, mm. but I think just having a... I think taking this time to detail the intricacies of the story and stuff will make it feel more immersive, so yeah. I'm here for it. Okay. But to get us rolling on this area, mm -hmm. um, what do you want this dock to be like at? Do you want this to be the front door, or do you want this... To, well, that wouldn't make sense, because it's a back no, entrance. No, it's so. gotta be the back. Okay. Um... I was picturing mm -hmm. more of like a I'm full into like the Sands of Time mode right now with okay, my picturing of it. things. Yep. So I'm 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 seeing like not necessarily a dock, right? But it's like a back door into like a a storage room of like a bunch of mm. random things, right? And so you enter and it's like a crystal like sand fountain in the middle, sort mm. of. Okay. And then there's like these sand waterfalls coming from the top. Yeah. So as you walk in the back door, it's like a back, like, I don't want to say patio, but. Yeah. Okay. So it's like the, it's the back, uh, uh, like yard of this. Yeah. Cause, palace. cause I mean, if, if we're saying this was the temple of like an ancient, like Sultan of time who like mm -hmm. may have even predated the gods, right? He wouldn't really need like cargo. No. So yeah, they're using that. it as a cargo dock, so there could be whatever, you know, Dao need mm. to survive or whatnot, it's but the actual room itself <laughs> is still, like, yeah, okay. it has, like, fountain and waterfalls and cool like, stuff. Oh, I'm thinking, you know, uh, like, rock gardens? Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, like, a, a back garden, but, like, a rock garden. Oh, so that could be have, cool. They have, like, sculptures of, like, these ancient sculptures of, like, mm. twisted spires of rock and all this stuff. Rock and stone, I almost said. Um, <laughs> That's another deep. We spent a lot of deep cuts this episode. Um, yeah, and yeah, I like the having the reveal of like the sand waterfall in the area would be super sick. Like I'm envisioning almost like a like a Zen garden, but huge mm -hmm. and like more active. Like there's a literal river of sand instead of yeah, just drawing one with a little rake on your desk. <laughs> yeah, and maybe 
maybe the sand waterfall, like if they like split the waterfall and go through it oh, instead of up the instead there? of up the stairs to the door, like there could be like a you know, I maybe like the, the way you think <laughs> there could be that could have been like the final like hiding spot for the the last servant of the gods that was left oh, in there and they could find little, his body. He has a little trinket with him. Yeah, or something. Okay. Uh yeah, okay. So the former gardens of the citadel which now how or now hold the uh earthen earth er, earthen mm -hmm. cargo of the Dow. Mostly precious gems. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. Dow literally just eat like diamonds for breakfast. Mm. They're very extra. <laughs> um, do we want an enemy in this place? Uh, do we want like some kind. Well, of yeah, because because you did you didn't have to fight the guards outside, Correct. but like when you go in, maybe there's you know a couple really like low level. Like kind of Dao dudes that don't have weapons or anything. They're just like the unloaders. Oh, we uh, could have a. Uh, yeah, we could have the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the cargo workers for yeah, the Dao. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Dao. Um. They just they, like you know they have their fists. They're not very like. I have a perfect enemy for this. It's okay. a race of uh slave. It's a slave race of the Dao. They're called the Azers or Azers. Spell. Uh, A Z E R. Once you see this picture, you're in a freak. They're so cool. Whoa. Yeah, so they are dwarves forged from brass and imbued with a life fire. So they're like Damn. flaming brass dwarves that okay. as, that uh, Dao have subjugated. And there, there's also free ones, but Dao keep a significant portion of them as slaves. Hmm. And they they like do the Dao's bidding, or we could have them be slaves of these Dao that do their bidding. Because they're like challenge rating two, so that would be pretty good for a low level okay. encounter here. So I think that could work pretty well. And maybe, so maybe there's a bunch, there's like, you know, five or six of them unloading the mm -hmm. the cargo that's in the room, and then there's one, like, Dow up top, like, barking orders or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we could have, like, a, a more more substantial guard up top mm -hmm. uh, ordering them. I like that. Okay. So then the, for the guard, or for the ordering one, I, I, I don't feel like, I feel like a Dow should be, like, the boss. Like they, there's an actual Dao that because Dao are hard. It's oh, hard okay. <laughs> so I feel like we save that for like the if they have like a final confrontation where this Dao like yeah. chases them out of the palace and they have to either stand their ground or run. Okay, okay. And escape with the gods. But I think yeah, nearby like half a dozen uh, Azers. Is there anything else that would be like away. servants of the Dao then? Like other enemies that you're going to oh, have? Oh, we could do all sorts of earth elemental type enemies. Oh, okay. Don't you worry. Okay. There's earth elementals. There's uh, mephits, which are like these little, like, uh, think, think, um, what the, what's the word? I can't think of it. Uh, little demon thing. Imps. Think like an imp, mm. but like made of dust. <laughs> there are those. Um, so there's a lot of stuff we could do. Don't would the... What are they called? Azers? Mm-hmm. Azer? 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 I say Azer, but... Um, would the Azers that are unloading, right, they're not, like, free-willed anymore? Because I know certain... Like, when I do an adventure, I try and avoid combat as much as possible. Yeah. Or I did. So, you know, obviously oh, some parties have, are going totally to try to be... To sneak by them, yeah. Well, no, I was saying, like, you know, 
they're noticed because they're just going to walk in the back door so they get noticed immediately but oh so they could yeah well if they're a slave they're a slave like population so yeah maybe the slave driver is like too far gone but the ones that just like the foot ones they can convince yeah. them to just be like hey let us pass <laughs> yeah something like that okay or I, w I was asking you like would would they be in a place since they're you said they're a slave race like mm -hmm. Would they be loyal where they would just attack us and there's no way of reasoning with them? Or would like they be have, more like Strahd's like druids kind of? Strahd's okay. druids, yes. So I like to I like to throw some nuance in with uh, especially this 5e, literally like 90% of enemies are like either slavers or slave races. Like mm. there's so many, so much of that. And I always thought it was really kind of like they ran out of creative, like creative ideas at some point mm -hmm. we're just like uh how do we make these things evil i know they like slavery <laughs> so <laughs> but at the same time it, it, it does create interesting roleplay moments where if there's none of the masters around right and you run into an azure that is like just working away at the docks and you're like uh how about you just let us go and don't say a word <laughs> <laughs> i feel like you should be able to do that so we'll include that like, let us go and we'll try and free you or mm -hmm. whatnot. Yeah. Uh, let them pass. We'll have that be pretty, like, a DC, what, 14 persuasion. I'm going to say you can't intimidate them because they're, like, that's... Azures are very much... They're, like, uber dwarves. Mm. <laughs> so they're not scared of anything. But, except Dao. But, um... The... But they have to make sure to not be seen by the slave driver if they're doing that or else right though is the slave driver also an azar either that or we can make it like an earth elemental that's just mindless okay. that fulfills the dao's orders okay i think that would be more appropriate mm -hmm. uh remains entirely loyal and then real quick behind the uh western sand waterfall Players can find the corpse of one of the sultan's servants mm -hmm. still clutching. What? What kind of um, magic item do we want? Maybe the sultan saw this coming and he sent a messenger. Mm, and he didn't get out in time. And they got there first, you know? Uh, yeah. Okay. Interesting. So they find a note, but it's like been weathered away, right? Mm. Oh, and maybe so later it, in the temple they can find something that like rewinds time on an object and they can like get the note back to Prime Forum and read it. Ooh. Yeah. Or they could like, you know, go in a vision and like steal the the note from i don't know if we want to do time mm. travel but time travel i don't like doing time travel with players because that okay. that is just atrocious to keep track of but <laughs> i like i like limited time like time manipulation on objects or things mm. i think is super cool and okay. a lot more manageable as a dm so um you want to do that like weather note idea yeah yeah it needs to be the note that they find needs to have like very little context though yeah well i don't think it should be even legible at this point okay it's just like okay. a scrap of paper and okay, like, cool. what the heck is this and maybe you know a scrap of paper isn't exactly a cool thing to find so they might have uh maybe the servant also has on like a some kind of uh medallion or something that's worth some money mm -hmm. yeah maybe the medallion is like a key to some time thing oh or we we have it look like just a normal necklace but they can actually use it as a key later for another secret room yeah yeah 
I love having like keys that don't look like keys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Nice. Okay. I like everything that's happening here. Am I? You've, you've successfully. I think we've successfully uh, detailed a pretty freaking interesting dungeon here. It, yeah, I'm got, kind of intrigued. It's got a dope backstory to it and everything. I'm. I can't. Well, I should say, I think that about wraps things up for this uh, podcast. We've detailed quite a lot, and I'm feeling okay. both hungry and a little, little overwhelmed with all this information. I need to digest. So, yeah, in the meantime, <laughs> I think we'll uh, break here and detail the rest of this at a later date. But that was awesome. Do you have anything yeah. uh, before we before I do my formal outro and self promo? Do you have anything you want to shout out? Uh, shout out? Or no, any, just... anything that you're doing that you want people to know about, your socials, anything like that? No, I'm I'm not <laughs> a huge proponent of any of that. I don't I don't right. care to be That's followed fair. on socials, but um Selfless. I will I will say that uh I'm proud of you for what you've done with all this. This is this is pretty pretty insane. So <laughs> I hope that the audience enjoys this as much as I've enjoyed watching it grow. It's pretty awesome, especially as someone who didn't know D&D to see all this happen is pretty cool. Oh, well, thank you. That's awesome. I'm glad to I'm glad to hear that it's uh at least you don't think I'm a massive dork. Yeah. I've been <laughs> I've been fiddling with my my gigantic D20 here the whole time. Hey, so I've convinced I got you. a little I've turned you to the dark side or the dark Yeah, side. I, I keep one at my at my dresser now to kind of roll around when I'm bored. <laughs> You'll be a dice dragon yet, I promise. Yeah. All right, and you, treasured listeners and viewers, I want to thank everyone who continues to listen to Dungeon for Two and makes it what it is. Your passion and your support, and it just drives me like nothing else. And I make all of this content and put myself... I, I record all this stuff and do all of it because I really just love to do it. And I love to do it because I know that there are people out there who are benefiting from it. And so thank you so much, anyone who's watching or listening, for continuing with your support. And if you want to see the finished version of this dungeon, whenever part two comes out, uh, you can view the, that and all of our finished dungeons at our subreddit, r slash dungeon for two. And you can also be a part of our Discord server, the Discord for Two, which I will make sure to link in the description below, uh, whether you're listening or watching on YouTube. And we also have a Twitter, or I also have a Twitter, I don't know why I talked in the royal we, but I have a Twitter, at Dungeon for Two, where you can come and marvel at my weird and off-the-wall thoughts about all things Dungeons and Dragons. Finally, we are streaming live over on Twitch three days a week. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday nights from 8.30 to around 12.30. That's Mountain Time, Arizona Standard. So, if you want to check that out, you can go to our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash DungeonDoctorDMMD, and watch us there. And if I see you over at the Twitch channel, I'll make sure to say hello. We will be detailing some pretty... Well, by the time this goes up, never mind. But if you want to join in on our campaign that we're going to be running on Twitch, five out of those six days every two weeks then you can join our Discord server for more info on that as well. And until next time, this is your Dungeon Doctor, signing off.